Hola, y welcome to Fe Mas Faith. I'm Erika Reynoso, a church kid and pastor's kid, raised in Iglesia Pentecostal, hoping to share encouragement and compassion to struggling church kids like myself. Thanks for joining me on today's episode. Well, hey, y'all. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Uh, today, I want to talk about something that's close and near to my heart. Um, and that is really using the Word of God as a tool to help us um, cope through difficult situations, using the Bible to be able to use it almost as a mirror so that we can understand the different things that we go through, but also understand how we can respond. Um, Psalm 77 is one that is near and dear to my heart, and I'll get to that in just a moment. But it was really that psalm that showed me just how powerful the Word of God is in regards to equipping us and helping us walk through heavy situations. Now, I've always been, um, I've been in the church for, it'll be 26 years this year, and I've always been taught about the Bible. I've always been taught about how the Bible is what we need as believers in getting closer to God, maturing in our faith, um, but also for us to be able to understand who we are in this broken world. And I think we've all done this where we're desperate for a word from God. And um, as, a, as a teenager, I did the, the thing that some people do where they close their Bible and they say, wherever I open the Bible, God's going to have a word for me, right? Um, I, I would not recommend that because sometimes um, we like to treat the Bible as like a fortune teller. Um, and that isn't what it is. The fortune, the Bible for us is a tool for us to know God and for us to be shaped as believers. But it is not something that is going to tell us our fortune or tell us our future. It tells us how to walk towards our future, but it doesn't necessarily tell us like what is the next big thing in our in our life and I think that's something that as believers we can grow in but I did that um, as I think I was like 14 years old and I think God was very merciful with me because I did this um, and really when I did this so I was 14 here I have my Bible I have my really big Bible and I was like God I really need a word from you. Like I was going through a really heavy situation. Like I was crying most nights. And I remember saying, God, wherever I open my Bible, I want you to speak to me. And so that's what it was. That's what I prayed over. And so I opened my Bible. And sure enough, I opened up to Proverbs 25, 10, I believe. I hope I'm not wrong. Um, where it says, uh, playing songs to a heavy heart is like taking someone's coat off during the winter or like pouring vinegar over a wound. And that was a verse. Um, because I read that and I like broke down because as a teenager, when I would get sad, um, when I would have a heavy heart, um, back then I, I had my iPod Nano, <laughs> that I would just like put on songs that would make me feel 
even more sad or that would get me in my feelings. And so even though the word that God gave me wasn't necessary, like, you know, things are going to get better or, you know, your trial is going to end soon. But it was God was merciful in showing me a verse that I needed to read so that I could better walk through that trial. And so I remember since that day, I've been someone that when I am feeling sad and I feel that temptation to just put on my music that's going to get me in my feelings, I resist that because that experience shaped how I walk through heavy situations. And so I honestly believe that that was a situation also that really just shaped how I see the Bible. Because before then, like, I just knew that we read the Bible, you know, at church, at home. It was where we preached from. But I didn't, I hadn't personally experienced the weight of the Bible in terms of personalizing it to my life and understanding that God wanted to use the Bible to equip me as a believer. And uh, in this episode, we're going to look at Psalm 77. And Psalm 77 just took it a step further. Um, back in 2019, um, I, I walked through a very heavy season. Um, I was, I'd been married for a year and me and my husband tried starting a family and we experienced pregnancy loss and that pregnancy loss, that miscarriage led me into a very dark and heavy season where I was experiencing pretty severe anxiety and I myself did not really know how to identify it because I even ended up going to the ER with symptoms of a heart attack. But what I was experiencing was anxiety because the doctor told me, oh, you're absolutely healthy. You're not having a heart attack. And I remember sitting there going, well, then what do I have? And sure enough, um, in the coming months, I, was, I, was experience, I would experience many anxiety attacks. Um, because of the loss I had experienced. And in the midst of that grieving and that loss, Psalm 77 was a psalm that I really held on to. Um, I remember reading it um, in, I believe, like we were fasting at church and I just opened my Bible. And really, the phrase that stood out to me was in verse um, 2. Now, as I've said before, I read the Bible in Spanish and uh, with this podcast I've had to like try to understand the Bible a little better in English but in my Bible in Spanish what it says is uh, mi alma rehusaba consuelo my soul refused comfort and I remember reading that term and like just feeling like that that is exactly how I've been feeling the last several months where I had gone through so much grief And I had felt it so deeply that my soul refused to be comforted because of how deep my anguish and pain was. And so the moment I saw that term, I was like, God, this is exactly how I've been feeling. I didn't have the words for it, but I found the words for my condition in the Bible. And God walked me through Psalm 77. And really, um, God gave me a way for me to process through that season of grief and loss in a way that would bring me closer to him. 
And so I want to walk you through the things that I learned through Psalm 77. And I hope that I can help you as you're processing heavy moments, if you're going through something very difficult right now, or maybe you're you're living life right now and you're good. Um, but maybe along, down the line, this could be something that can help you. Because um, as I read Psalm 77 and really prayed through it, I understood um, a deep value and deeper meaning to how we should walk and pray pray to God when we're in the midst of these heavy situations. So I have my Bible in Spanish. I love this Bible. It's Diglia uh, para Ilustrar, but it's Reina Valera 1960. But So this is where I read like every morning, uh, but I have a copy in English <laughs> because English is just not my first language when it comes down to the Bible. And that's why I botch a lot of English Bible verses unless I have it printed out or I have learned it. Um, so I'll be referring to it in English. Um, my favorite translation in English is the New Living Translation, and the parallel of that in Spanish is also my favorite translation, so I'll be referring it to that one. But this psalm, Psalm 77, is broken up into um, four sections that I use as a way to pray. So if we read um, the whole verse, the whole chapter is 20 verses. I won't read them all. But I'll read some of the key parts of the sections that we're going to look at. So the first section is verse 1 and verse 2. I'm going to read them for you. I cry out to God. Yes, I shout. Oh, that God would listen to me. When I was in deep trouble, I searched for the Lord. All night long, I prayed with hands lifted toward heaven. But my soul was not comforted. And so those first two verses are the first section of the psalm. And the first section um, that I translated into like how I should pray is the num the first thing is uh, naming your condition. So we see here, um, the, the psalmist who wrote this is Asaph, but in the first two verses, what he does is he names his condition. He names how he is feeling. Um, this translation said it a little differently, and I had mentioned to you in Spanish, it, it, sound, it says, my soul refused comfort. And so the psalmist is writing this, first acknowledging his condition. God, um, I'm in deep trouble. I've prayed all night long, and yet I have not found any comfort when I have prayed. And so he is naming honestly that he is in a heavy heavy state of mind his heart is suffering he feels in trouble and this first piece is so important for all of us when we come before the lord in the midst of anguish and hardship name your condition don't pretend with god don't you know if your heart is broken and you come to god and you start praying a pretty play a prayer that isn't true to how you're feeling Start with naming your condition honestly, because only when you are honest with God, you can be honest with yourself. That that heartbreak, you're taking it a lot harder than you thought. That the loss that you've experienced, you haven't, sometimes we don't even name the loss that we've experienced because of how hard it is. And so naming your conditions, hey God, I've been numbing for too long and I'm tired. Or hey God, I'm in so much trouble right now and I really don't know where to go because I feel so much anxiety. I feel so much heaviness in my heart and I'm really here because I need you. And I think that that phrase that I mentioned earlier, my soul refused comfort, 
is something that named my condition back in 2019 when I first walked through and prayed through the psalm. So be honest with God about your condition. You don't have to hide from Him. You don't have to lie to Him. First of all, He already knows. He knows you're struggling. He knows you're going through hardship. But I think the power in naming your condition is that it puts your heart in a posture towards God. And so that readies your heart to actually and truthfully receive what he, he needs to do in your life to heal you. And so the first section, name your condition, we see that in verse 1 and 2. Now the next section that um, helped me pray through that heavy um, season was verses 3 through 9. And this is where the psalmist begins and say, I, I think of God and I moan, overwhelmed with longing for his help. You don't let me sleep. I am too distressed even to pray. I think of the good old days, long since ended, when my nights were filled with joyful songs. I search my soul and ponder the difference now. Now listen in the next um, three verses, you'll hear these questions that the psalmist says to God. Has the Lord rejected me forever? Will he ever again be kind to me? Is his unfailing love gone forever? Have his promises permanently failed? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he slammed the door on his compassion? So this next section of the psalm, the author gets brutally honest in naming that he, he's doubting God and who he is. Um, and I think this section for me was a part where I learned the second tip, and that is name your fear and your doubts. Um, it was important for the author of this psalm to name all of those questions, because I believe in saying them out loud, it releases that power that it has in your mind, right? Like some of the questions that the, the author said, I feel like some of us, and me in particular, have struggled with, like the verse 8 where he says, is his unfailing love gone, gone forever? Or like that verse 9, that it got me. Has he slammed the door on his compassion? You know, we go through situations where we doubt God's love, where we doubt, oh, God's compassion ran out for me now. And so we begin to wrestle with these doubts and these questions and overall these lies that we be believe about God. And so naming your fears and naming your doubts before the Lord, first of all, you're releasing the power that it has over your mind because you're saying it out loud. And I believe in saying it out loud and saying it before God, you're giving him the power to prove those lies wrong because the enemy is going to want you to believe God's compassion is over now. You've messed up a little too much now. And the enemy's going to want you to believe that his love has ended, that there's no more love for you. But when you say it out loud to God and you bring it to him, you're giving him the opportunity to show, hey, those are lies of the enemy. And it gives God the opportunity to shower his love over you. It gives God the opportunity to rectify and to correct those lies that we have believed. Because in our deepest and darkest um, seasons, as in our flesh and in our humanity, we are prone to doubt God. We are prone to have fears that are not aligned with who God is. And so in these seasons that you're going through, just as the psalmist did, 
Name those fears and name those doubts to release them of their power, but to also give God the power and the control over your thoughts and for him to undo the lies that the enemy wants to set in your mind. And so that's our second section in the psalm, verses 3 through 9. So verses 1 through 9, the first two sections are really about getting honest with God. God, I've been struggling. God, I have these fears about you. God, I have these questions and these doubts. Being honest with God and being open is critical in you being able to walk through that heavy season that you're going through so that he can do the work in your life. Now, the, the next two sections, I think, are important in shifting our mindset or even shifting how we are feeling in these heavy seasons. And it's, and it's truly powerful in us understanding um, the fact that God is equipping you so that when you are in heavy seasons, you can remember his goodness and that can give you strength to keep on going. So the next two sections in this psalm, um, sections, the first one, uh, verses 10 through 15, I'm going to read it for you. And I said, this is my fate. The Most High has turned his hand against me. But then, but then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. O God, your ways are holy. Is there any God as mighty as you? You are the God of great wonders. You demonstrate your awesome power among the nations. By your strong arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. And so the section, I would say the main idea of this next section is verse 11. But then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. So this next section is remember... God's goodness. Remember your past victories. Because in the midst of our anguish, it is very easy to believe that God's love has run out. In the midst of our hardship, it's easy as a, as a human in our flesh to believe that God's power is no longer at work. But it's so critical and important for us to remember His goodness in our life and everything that he has done up to this moment. Um, And this is something true to God's nature. As you um, read the Old Testament, Deuteronomy and Numbers, God has this pattern of telling the people of Israel to teach their children of everything that he has done with them. And God is intentional in teaching them to do that because he's going to understand, he knows that as humans, we're going to have moments where we're going to have to recall all the things that he has done when we are in the moment of hardship so that that remembering and that memory, memory can give us strength to keep on going. We see here the author of this psalm. He says, I remember your wonderful, wonderful deeds of long ago. And what were these deeds? That God freed them from Egypt he opened the Red Sea. He freed them from them, their oppressors, generation after generation. God was faithful to the people of Israel. And so 
Uh, when you're praying to God in a season of anxiety or in a season of grieving or hardship, the first thing I said is name your condition. The second thing is name your fears and your doubts. But the third thing, we can't, we can't just live in the heaviness. We can't just make our home in our own inner reality of um, disappointment, of sadness, of sorrow. Uh, the Word of God, we see many Psalms where um, even King David does, does this, where he says, um, I don't know what in English, but in Spanish, Alma mía alaba Jehová. He tells his soul to worship the Lord. Um, as believers, we have power over our um, like inner world and what's going on, and we have the power to shift what we abide in and we see this in this psalm where the first nine ten verses the psalm the psalm the author of the psalm is being honest and naming all of the heaviness and all the darkness but there's a shift in remembering all the good that god has done and you can do that by remembering everything that god has done in your life Remember everything that God has provided for. Remember the miracles that he has done in your life in the past, in your childhood. You have plenty of proof and evidence that God loves you. You have plenty of evidence that God is with you. But when you are experiencing hardship, when you're going through a dark season, the enemy is going to want to make you believe that God's work in your life is done, is over. But that is not true because you have this evidence that he has been faithful to you, that he has shown up multiple times for you. And I think that is is what we need to understand is that when we're in a heavy and dark season, it's important to name all of the heaviness and bring it before the Lord. But our prayer has to shift in remembering his goodness towards us. And so as you're remembering the goodness towards you, um, the last section of the psalm, Psalm 77, are the last uh, four or five verses um, and so we see uh, the, psalm, the author of the psalm go um, a bit deeper. And he says, When the Red Sea saw you, O God, its waters looked and trembled. The sea quaked so it's very, to its very depths. The clouds poured down rain. The thunder rumbled in the sky. Your arrows of lightning flashed. Your thunder roared from the whirl, whirlwind. The lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your road led through the sea, your pathway through the mighty waters, a pathway no one knew was there. You led your people along that road like a flock of sheep with Moses and Aaron as their shepherds. And so you see those last four or five verses. Um, the author of the psalm is remembering um, the miracle at the Red Sea. Um, but he really takes time to acknowledge nature and its response to God and how nature responded to the power of God. And I think of these four sections, this on this last one is remembering and acknowledging the evidence of God around you. So look outside of you. And a lot of this can happen out in nature. Get put yourself or take yourself somewhere where you can look and observe around you and witness the power of God. Because you have all the evidence of the goodness that God um, 
had towards you in the past. But it's also important to take some time and look at everything that God is doing outside outside of you. This can very literally be go out in nature and look at God's goodness. But it can also be a practice of learning and hearing from other believers what God is doing in their lives and hearing testimonies of the power of God in other people's lives and that being a reason and purpose for you to worship him, for you to give thanks to him. Say, God, thank you because you healed my sister. Or God, thank you because you listened and heard uh, my brother's prayer request. Like there is power and hearing testimonies and hearing how God is moving in the lives of other believers because it gives us strength. It gives us the ability to believe, God, you did that in that person's life, and I know you're going to do that in my own life. That's why I love um, that at my church, uh, there are still, you know, every church, I feel like at some point changes, but what I appreciate is that at my church, when we have vigilias, you know, those night-long church services, there's time for people to share testimonies. There's t- there's opportunities for people to share the goodness of God's love in their life. And um, it empowers me to believe, God, I might be going through something heavy, but I praise you because my brother just shared this powerful testimony of what you're doing in his. And so the last section of the psalm is an encouragement. Acknowledge the power of God that is going on around you, whether in a literal sense of nature or go out and hear the testimonies of what God is doing in the lives of other believers. And so this, um, these four sections, um, as I think back to that season in 2019, this is how God equipped me to pray during that season, where I was experiencing heavy anxiety, where I was experiencing loss, where I would wake up in the morning and have no desire to go about my day. And yet God used this psalm to be a tool for me in the midst of it. I learned to name my condition, to be honest with God, and telling him, God, my soul is refusing comfort. That is how deeply sorrowful I am. The second thing was naming my fears and doubts, naming all the questions and all the doubts that were coming up during this heavy season. But the third thing, I had to remember God's faithfulness to me in the past, when I was single, when I was a child, when I was a teenager, I had to recall all of the goodness that God had shared with me in my past. And the fourth thing was remembering and acknowledging the power of God around me, hearing testimonies of what God was doing. Or I also went to the mountains with my husband and I just took time there and it was really healing for my own soul back in 2019. And through that season, God taught me so much, and it prepared me for the pregnancy with my daughter, Esther. Um, God blessed me to, in getting pregnant again, and I was able to have my daughter. Um, but that season of grief and loss prepared my heart to enter into a pregnancy during the pandemic to know how to pray when everything around me was changing, when there was so much death, so much anguish, so much anxiety. That heavy season and the teaching that God gave me through Psalm 77 prepared my heart and my spirit to walk confidently knowing that He was with me. And so I think as we look at Psalm 77 sort of like from a bird's eye view, you see something that's very important 
As they're going through heavy seasons, the author of this psalm began internally, looking at, hey, this is my condition. These are my thoughts. These are my questions. But as, as you read the psalm, you go external, where he began to remember the things of the past, but then he began to witness the power of God in nature and response to God. And so as we're as you're walking through heavy seasons, I encourage you take time to start internal, but don't stay internal. Go external. Begin to observe the things that are going on around you and acknowledge God's power. So the last thing I want to say about this psalm is um, this psalm really impressed me um, about God. You know, I've um, with my work. Uh, working with students and, and teenagers. Um, I'm very passionate about being trauma-informed, understanding trauma, its role in our lives, how it affects us, um, understanding that trauma even affects our relationship with God and how we perceive Him. And so in 2019, that same year that I was going through that heavy season, I went to this trauma-informed um, training for community leaders um, that equips uh, people that aren't necessarily mental health professionals and how to respond to people that are um, feeling anxious or that are feeling dysregulated, right? So when your brain is in like a calm state or like a neutral state, um, that's what we call being regulated. But say you begin to feel anxious or you're feeling depressed and you start shutting down, like your brain becomes dysregulated and that's where you get jitters, that's where you get very nervous. Um, that's when you start feeling like sort of like out of, um, out of sync with yourself, right? And so we were taught different exercises that we could do with um, people that are feeling dysregulated to help them sort of um, calm down or sort of ground themselves. And so one of the exercises that we learned is one where um, you, know, you sit down with a person that um, is feeling anxious or shutting down. You ask them, hey, tell me what are you feeling? And so the person tells you what they're feeling. They tell you, hey, I'm feeling anxious because this and that. Um, and they begin to name, hey, I'm feeling it in my stomach. I'm feeling butterflies. I feel like tingles in my arms. You know, they start naming how they're feeling. And so the part of this exercise that really impressed me um, was that the next part of the exercise, you're supposed to ask the person, hey, would you like to do an exercise to help reset? They give you their consent. And so what this exercise entails is having the person recall a special memory, a memory that brings them joy, a memory where they felt happiness, a memory where they just felt um, their truest self, right? And so the person is supposed to start sharing this experience, um, everything that they can remember, like who was there, what did you smell, what did you see, what did you hear? And they start sharing this very positive memory that they have. And so after they, they share this, um, you're supposed to ask them, okay, well tell me what are you feeling now? And the majority of the time this exercise, what it does, it helps soothe your body and it helps um, at least regulate your brain a little bit more. And so what oftentimes people say is, oh, I don't feel those butterflies anymore, or, oh, I feel a bit calmer. Um, scientifically speaking, like that is an exercise that allows to calm your body and your nerves or um, your brain just as you're experienced a very height, um, heightened state. 
And so the reason why this impressed me was because it was that exercise is basically Psalm 77. Like you name your condition, you name what you're stating, but then you recall this memory that brings you joy. You recall this memory that um, makes you like realize just how um, special a moment was. Um, and so this is a trauma-informed exercise. But the reason why I was impressed is because, you know, in the world, the world often says that um, Christianity and God has to catch up with science. When in this like evidence-based, scientifically studied exercise that we're learning in a trauma-informed training, science is the one that needs to catch up with God. Because in Psalm 77, we were already seeing this exercise, this trauma-informed exercise of the importance of naming your condition, naming everything that you're feeling, but also allowing the memories of God's goodness to be something that regulates you, that brings peace to your heart, and that helps you feel strengthened and continuing to walk through your season and so that's really what impressed me and every time that I as every time I learned something new about um, being trauma-informed and and really understanding the role that mental health has um, in our lives and when I go to the Bible I recognize and see like science is what's catching up with God because God knew exactly how our brains worked. God knew how our lives were going to affect us. And he gave us a blueprint through his Bible and how to walk through each one of those situations. So I just want to encourage you. If you're not someone that um, consistently reads your Bible or takes time to study it, I encourage you to start with Psalms, Ephesians, or Romans are my top three recommendations, or in Luke Um, I like my top four recommendations if you want to know where to start somewhere. But those are just my top favorite, you know. But everything that you need to walk through life is already available to you through the Bible. It's a matter of opening it and reading it. But not just reading it intellectually. Read it spiritually. And the only way that you can read it spiritually is engaging in prayer with God. When you're going to read the Bible, say, God, I need, you know, I need... Um, formation or God, I need to, I want to know you more. I want to understand you more. And so when you do that, he opens your spiritual eyes to understand and know the secrets of his word. So I hope this encouraged you. I hope Psalm 77 can be a tool for you as you're walking through heavy seasons. But overall, I hope that through this, you can know and understand how deeply God loves you and how he wants to equip you to walk through heavy seasons, not by yourself, but with him. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at faith and subscribe to this podcast. Your following and sharing helps spread this message of hope and compassion. Gracias y hasta luego.